welcome to the Common Briefing Program. This is part of the Common Geeking Program where each month we take a look at geek news and we bring you the hottest headlines uh, from around the world. And August 2020 is a depressing cherry on the depressing Sunday of this year. And in terms of uh, geek news, uh, perhaps not the most eventful. But we're here to give you the scoops that you need to eat from that Depression Sunday. My name is Colin, and we're going to spend the next hour, hour minus, uh, trying to uh, trying to do our best here to give you something fun to chew on. Chowder will be with <laughs> us momentarily, uh, but for now, we have... Uh, Jocelyn. Two Hello. There we go. How are you? <laughs> I exist sometimes. <laughs> That's the, fucked up. The quantum true. state of Jocelyn Barker. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm here. I'm back. Austin. Uh, who is that? Is that a chowder? Oh, and chowder has arrived sooner than expected. Chowder, come on, buddy. Let's clap you in. But also, chowder, are you recording? Chowder? Can he, can't even hear him. What's that? Chowder is the silent watcher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, as as a uh, as we as our uh, late comer hops in, we're we're in a little bit of a time crunch today, but I think Sorry. that we're still gonna make it come out nicely in editing because I'm the one editing. So whatever fucks up now, I'll fix later. I I fun, accept fun. F- full responsibility. Uh, but uh, I guess I want to ask before we dive into the news for uh, August and before Chowder gets his microphone plugged in, um, how you guys doing? What's going on? How you been? <laughs> Well, today is the first day of the semester at my university. Ooh. And it's recording. This is fun, okay. And I'm yeah. totally I mean, this my my you know, my department is great in that they decided to make everything online for us and that's wonderful in the sense that I no one's going to die in our department from being at the <laughs> university. Oh, thank goodness. However, I am just yeah. waiting for like in a week or two when they make the announcement actually the semester's all canceled because we have like a bunch of students in dorms with covid excellent okay. great idea yeah. we never could have seen this coming never uh so that's fun okay yeah okay i'm ready sorry is yours one of the universities uh suppressing its employees guys? and oh, attendees from speaking Man, out about covid out. outbreaks and are you just okay guys line? i'm well, ready oh suddenly chowder, <laughs> chowder. here comes chowder, chowder to, 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 to censor austin Okay, Excellent. beautiful. All right, uh, Chowder, why don't you fire up that chronograph? Let's clap you in, It's man. all fired up, baby. Hell yeah. Let's clap at 947. Sorry about that. Perfect. Very yeah, good. okay. All righty. Um, anyway, to answer your question, Colin, uh, they did have a, a question and answer session, mm-hmm. which was a live stream where y- if you tuned into the live stream, there was no like running chat. So you couldn't see what questions people actually wanted to ask. But they did answer a list of questions which came from somewhere. Uh, not sure <laughs> if any of them came from employees outside of administration or anything. But yeah, so right. that's the situation. This is par for the course with the, them. Sounds about right. Chowder, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. How are you today? Uh, pretty good. Uh, semester started today for me as well. Uh, all my <laughs> all my classes are online, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of nerve-wracking for me because my worst instincts of procrastination i need to keep in check but oh my god same yeah i don't know guy. i don't know what you guys are talking about i was not watching two episodes of outlander while i was on work today it's fine so <laughs> guys just try fucking at least i cannot 
it's the fucking worst to try to like pay attention during a three hour class over zoom that's where i would get lost i i I don't mind meetings I don't mind meetings, I I don't mind podcast recordings, but lectures would be It's impossible (laughs) for me to do three-hour in-person lectures. God. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard tale of of your napping capabilities, though I never uh, observed it myself. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, class is so much harder when it's on Zoom. Like, that, I'm only taking one class right now, and I can't imagine doing more, like... Three hours sitting in front of a computer, hearing someone talk at you is not fun. I mean, it would give me a chance to grind out some of my destiny quests, but that's about all I can think of. Now we have to answer in a different language, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, thankfully a good chunk of my classes are uh, asynchronous, meaning it's not. Yeah, it's not like live lectures. So you don't have to clap at the beginning of the of the lecture. (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. God damn it. All right. Well, hey, uh let's let's give you guys a break from uh from class by doing homework. Wow, I uh, don't even get to talk on. about how clap I'm off. doing, Colin. You you uh did I did you not say like I'm okay somewhere in there? No. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't have that excuse to go back and editing. Continue. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, none of us are okay, <laughs> but you know. Fair. Yeah, I, I'm working two shows right now and taking a class, so it's a lot. Woo-hoo. But yeah, but yeah, the but stuff's that sounds really rad. good. So <laughs> it's it's good. It's, yeah, I mean, rad. we're we're surviving. That's what matters. Oh, and I have like a really weird work thing going on at Second Life in a week or so, and that's going to be weird because I don't use oh, Second you Life. Told me about that. So, yeah. Also, it's weird because it's second something life. that has to do with Second that's Life. That's a name yeah. I haven't heard yeah. in a long yeah. time. Yeah. Why it's don't you weird. fill them in? Because you've told me about this since I'm working on the show with you. Um, yeah, this is this is wild, guys. Buckle up for this. So, so this is geeky news, I guess. Um, so my company, every year we do a Smash Party, which is not Smash Brothers. It's like we get together in the parking lot with a fence built up and you destroy things. It can be computers, uh, old TVs, furniture, literally someone destroyed The souls of a... your enemies. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've done, yeah. I've done that sort of thing before. Yeah. That sounds good. It's like a whole work event that we do. Um, and last year was supposed to be the last one because there was a big apartment complex being built. And we were like, well, they'll probably get mad at us, so let's not do it anymore. Um, But now we're all working from home, and so they're like, we're going to do it virtually. Oh, dear. So it's (laughs) going to be on Second Life, and... The the, the known, like, satisfying physics simulation (laughs) engine that runs Second Life. Yes. Yeah, that sounds very dissatisfying. Oh, dear. (laughs) It's just wild, because they were like, yeah, create a character. Apparently, there's going to be, like, food trucks that you can click on in Second Life, that'll open up a web browser for you to order food from, and then they will send food to your house. That's hilarious, actually. That's so dumb. So I'm very excited. So it's going to be great. Okay. Okay. I, that does salvage it. That, yeah. Th- yeah, that really sold it for me, honestly. Props to whoever went that extra mile. That's brilliant. <laughs> Everything uh, for us seems to be mm, a disaster-ish. Uh, let's get into some geek news. Uh, and I'm going to kick it off with a couple of things. Uh, firstly, I think that we should start... Uh, 
with something sad. One, to make good on our tone, but also <laughs> two, because I think oh it is worth mentioning, uh, is that um, uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away, which is something that I'm mm. sure everybody already knows. Please don't uh, make but, me cry again. But yes. that, uh, but well, the, I I'm, think I'm, that if we're talking about most impactful geek I'm news, sad. that has made the, the most headlines. Yeah. Yeah. God, Guys, we're just owning up to what we said a couple seconds ago. Don't say it if you yeah. can, you know. Yeah, yeah, but like to the table. Yeah, but like thing is like you know, everything we were saying before was just done with the di- ironic detached disattachment that oh, helped us deal, and I've now deal forced with everything. you I've now forced you to confront these feelings in a, in a, in a very attached way. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like it's it's something that we can't really ignore. No, of course. Um, oh, no, yeah. of course not. Yes. If you weren't going to do it, I was going to do it. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I think that very good chance that that's going to be the biggest story, not just for the for like the obvious things that the the struggle that he went through that he didn't communicate, the people for whom it's affected, for whom he is a role model. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the the videos and the pictures of like small children putting their action figures together in little Black Panther yeah. funerals. It is heartbreaking, and the impact is like so visible. Um, but I'm sure that in the future we'll also have some stuff to discuss about how this is going to impact uh, the franchises that he defined because um, I it's it's I can't even imagine what those things will look like without him. Uh, so uh, now is the huh? time for I think contemplative mourning and reflection, and um, who knows what's going to happen next. But that's a huge huge deal. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that that you want to share. Uh, nothing. I don't think I have anything above and beyond that myself. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I will. Mm-hmm. I, I think like the big thing is that like he was so much more than his roles. Like he himself was such an amazing, caring actor and like just person in general, and it's a devastating loss on all fronts, really. And yeah. it's. I, I, I hope we take more time to celebrate him as a human being before people go into discussions of what are they going to do now that he's gone. Yeah. Because yeah. movies don't matter. His life mattered. Yeah. Um, but I think with that out of the way, I'm going to pivot into the brand that I'm uh, known for and uh, can handle a lot better, which is Star Trek. So Star Trek Lower Decks premiered. And uh, Jocelyn and I have affiliations with the studio that produces Lower Decks, but to my knowledge, no affiliations with the production itself. So I can say whatever the fuck I want. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I I haven't, I almost worked on it, but I didn't, so we're good. (laughs) So Star Trek Lower Decks is an animated comedy that very much takes after Star Trek The Next Generation, but um, it is very much its own thing. I've seen four episodes of it. And it has surpassed my expectations for a piece of entertainment. I will say, I'm usually pretty good about being able to say, ah, a Star Trek fan would or would not enjoy this. But this show is so rooted in an understanding of what this franchise is that, like, I'm talking to Jocelyn every week, like, what did you think of this? Because I... So many of the jokes are just made about the fact that Star Trek is a utopia, and the jokes are kind of made at that concept. And yeah. if you're not bought into that concept, I have no idea how the jokes land. But yeah. for me, I think it's very funny. Um, the pacing could definitely be slowed down a bit, but we've already seen some of that happening. Um, but I have laughed out loud at every episode. 
Uh, I find the characters to be very um, fleshed out, surprisingly fleshed out for a 25-minute comedy only four episodes in. Um, but we've got, I think, six more episodes of that in the season, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty dang pumped about it. So that's been nice. Um, yeah. It's and for if you need a, if you need an idea of what this show feels like, uh, it's created by Mike McMahon, uh, writer for Rick and Morty, creator of Solar Opposites, co-creator of Solar Opposites. Uh, so it's like someone watched like old episodes of Next Generation and then shortened them and sped them up, and then put the occasional Rick and Morty joke in there, um, or you know Rick and Morty style ship turns into zombies thing in there um yeah (laughs) and that's been a lot of fun uh the the other big stuff in trek is all about the rumor mill which is uh we've got discovery season three coming up uh next month in october so in the november episode i'll probably be talking about uh discovery a little bit but that's going to take place way 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 in the future where the federation might not exist and that ties into rumors for star trek picard where the I'm not going to go into the person who leaked all this stuff because they seemed like a generally unhappy person that hates Star Trek fans. Uh, so I, t- I don't really accept a lot of what they said. Um, but they they spent the entire post just like calling people idiots because they didn't watch the shows enough or because they don't like certain parts of the shows. Um, but something, oh, classic. something that lines up is um, Patrick Stewart, who plays Captain Picard, is a very – he's an activist on a lot of fronts – uh, particularly gender equality, and in um, uh, in Britain, he's been very outspoken about Brexit, both before and after uh, it, uh, the, the vote and everything. He's only gotten stronger in his condemnation of Brexit as something that uh, Britain has adopted. And the rumor suggests that for Picard season two, we might see a story that involves, at his urging, um, the Federation this big utopia that Lower Decks loves to make fun of, the Federation may start to disincorporate or dissolve or entities of it may start to secede because of a Brexit-like choice. Like, there will be some oh, sort of God. conflict that pushes that. I mean, that's pretty normal for Star Trek, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's just I've never yeah. seen it on such a big scale. Yeah. Like, you'll see this stuff happen in an episode, but I would actually really enjoy seeing Star Trek be like, well, what if we didn't have the Federation? Because I think that's how you explore big franchises after a while. It's like, well, what if we change this or add that? Yeah. That's that's how you get changes without, like, totally spoiling the broth. You just tweak one thing or two. And I think that that's something they haven't really asked yet. We saw life before the Federation, but what about life after? So people are thinking that'll tie into Discovery. I don't know. Yeah, hmm. I mean, interesting. Maybe. Uh, a few months ago, actually, no, or was it last year? Oof. Yeah, no. Time. <laughs> A, a, a certain time period ago, uh, there was a big discussion on Twitter started by this one guy who I can't remember. I can't find the tweets because it's so long ago. But basically, it's like uh, breaking down that the world of Star Trek and especially even especially Next Generation is a lot more colonialist than most yes. people what want yeah. to admit. <laughs> yes, and, it is. And and like even the excuses you come up for it are the common excuses colonial uh, mm-hmm. colonizers use to justify their colonizing. Yeah. You know, like oh they're not take taking over anywhere. It's just free real estate, and that's what the yep. col- what colonizers said about 
the places that all the First yeah. Nation people were. And yeah, and, I and, and I, I actually sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and yeah, no, uh, it sounds like Star Trek Picard would be like criticizing something akin to that because Brexit is and, a sort of nationalist kind of movement yeah okay go on I'm yeah done. I'm done. <laughs> no yeah no it's uh i think that's a good point i don't subscribe to the idea that ever that all the ideals of star trek are specifically colonialism but the way that the shows have like created these political ideas and and assigned them to all these groups there are certainly episodes movies and things that embody that idea and not enough episodes criticizing it and saying like well what about the people that don't want to be in Starfleet? What about the people that don't want to be in the Federation? We've finally started to see some stuff say like, hey, people outside the Federation fucking hate it. So I would really like to see a story that takes that to task. Because I've seen like the, the last movie, Star Trek Beyond, ask like, well, what's good about the Federation? And sort of, or about Starfleet and sort of answered that. But I want them to do what Deep Space Nine has did, which is like, what if these ideals don't apply? Or in this case, what if these ideals are bad? Um, so I I would actually be really excited by that prospect um, because it's 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 something that people sort of take for granted. And like Lower Decks, I like a show that doesn't take everything for granted and instead uses it to intelligent effect. Um, otherwise, the only other Star Trek stuff is there are three movies currently in development hell. Apparently, Tarantino's movie is allegedly based on the original series episode, <laughs> A Piece of the Action, which is a planet of uh, 1920s gangsters. So, Good. Which, he was you like, know, I completely forgot that Tarantino was doing a Star Trek movie. <laughs> at this point, he's, he, at this point he's probably like not... Idea. <laughs> uh, it, uh, that's the... It we sounds, talked about it a while ago. Yeah, I uh, I don't love that idea as a concept for a film, but that's just me. Um, maybe they'll <laughs> recycle that into an episode for the Captain Pike Enterprise show coming up because that's just going to be your episode of the week style show. Um, but the other two, uh, first is uh, a Star Trek four, which would be another Chris Pine and crew Kelvin timeline movie where oh boy. he meets up with Chris Hemsworth, his dad, through time travel hijinks. That's been on the back burner for like four or five years now, just for budgetary reasons. Crisis but... on Infinite Chris's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there you yeah. go. Uh, and the third one, Noah Hawley, who did uh, f- the show Fargo and uh, the show uh, Legion, the X-Men show Legion, which is fantastic. Uh, he was given a Star Trek movie, but that is also now on hold. And I think people are speculating now that the premise has leaked that that might be because it's about a pandemic that cripples the Federation. Ooh. <laughs> hmm. yeah. There you go. So we'll see how that shakes out. So that's the state of Star Trek at the moment. Lower Decks is a lot of fun. Um, I think that like CBS is putting some of it out on YouTube if you're just looking for something to fart around and watch. So uh, yeah, they, they I think put it's a good the time. first episode out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I I think that show is really going to suffer from the fact that it's on CBS All Access, honestly, because it's yeah. a really good short show. That it's it's great. If it was and on think, Netflix, people would just yes. click it and watch it. But yes. you have to go to a streaming service that not a lot of people use. Yep, I um, think uh, uh, I think that's part of what's going on as Paramount and CBS are are remerging to, into CBS Viacom or Viacom CBS is they are going to essentially like inject all the Paramount content and rebrand and stuff like that, like oh, keeping what's hardcore. there and and adding stuff to it that will actually make it valuable and maybe get like I'm not expecting everyone to get into Picard. 
I think everyone could enjoy a little Lower Decks. But, you know, that was about 10 minutes for me, longer than I wanted to talk. Uh, Jocelyn, you spoke first in the uh, in the bloodbath that was the introduction of this show. Oh, I did. Uh, what, what do you bring into the table? Well, I got, I got two things in news. Batman's back filming and it dropped a trailer at fandom which was like a really dope dc thing but Mm -hmm. like i don't super care enough about dc to go into all of that and there's places that talk about dc fandom way better but there's some really cool stuff that dc came out with their suicide squad looks actually pretty good batman looks amazing squad i'm sorry the suicide squad and the batman oh boy wow thank you uh, 19, hey, Wonder Woman 1984, is that what it's called, Colin? Yes. yes. Um, that looks, Wonder Woman the 1984. It looks good. Like, I'll, I'm gonna see it. I was gonna see it anyway, so I didn't need another trailer, but it looks, it still Chris looks Pine. good. It does have Chris Pine, being the best Chris Pine. Um, yeah, Batman, despite only filming 20% so far, looks, sorry, the Batman, looks, looks pretty good. <laughs> I'm excited. It's got some differentness. It's and it's Robert Pattinson. You gotta love him. <laughs> I had a slight a slight quibble about this with my friends. So like I think any time that you have a new actor stepping into a character with two identities, there's a lot of times discussion like, I think he's good at this, but bad at that. I think that Robert Pattinson, I like his Batman, but when I see him as Bruce Wayne, I don't I don't buy the genius billionaire playboy. Uh, well, he's not. That's well, he's just not my the read Playboy. on the trailer. That's not Batman. I mean, some Wayne. some parts of Bruce Wayne, some iterations, he is specifically the, the penis part. <laughs> but like, uh, he. This is just a new take on a different type of billionaire. It's more of a recluse billionaire, kind of like how we don't see uh, Bill Gates all that often, unless he wants yeah. to see you. Right. It's it's yeah, kind of no, like, like he's got money. Uh, Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like we do this every time a new Batman is announced. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like, like not the nineteen eighty nine Batman. We all that thought that was, or everyone thought that was gonna suck because Mister Nanny playing Batman. What? And it turned <laughs> out he's good. And then Christian Bale. Everybody thought he was gonna suck. He turned out to be pretty good, even oh, if yeah. his, even if his Batman voice really sounds like he was running up fifty flights of stairs. <laughs> before the take because uh, he probably was <laughs> i'm not saying i think robert pattinson is going to be bad i have all confidence in him as an actor but just based on that one trailer i was like this batman looks badass and then i was like this bruce wayne seems kind of like a dork but i love that it's so yeah. different like that's the yeah. thing is it's not he's not trying to be bat flick he's not trying to be like any of the other ones, he, it's a very different take on mm-hmm. a man who watched his parents die as a child who probably yeah. didn't We need really a different take on that at that point, given mentally. how many times you've seen the origin story. Yeah. So, who, who's hand, though, who's answer just... to, was to create a fursona based around his BDSM kink and leather yeah. fetish? I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Pornhub exclusive. Hey, he did say if the movie flops, he'll go into in, into porn, so. Well, like art house porn. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that. Can't wait to see that OnlyFans account. Um, do you actually, Jocelyn, do you want to mention what's going on with Batfleck? Are you up to speed on that? Uh, 
depends. He's going to be in the uh, Flashpoint movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, so is Michael Keaton. Yeah, that movie is going to be a lot. Oh, interesting. Well, actually, it does make sense knowing... It what... makes sense for Flashpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and, I, and I, then there's there's also the Snyder mm-hmm. cut of it all, but like, yeah, I spent like a half hour earlier trying to explain the Snyder cut to to Laura, our friend Laura, because she didn't. Understand. Oh my god! She just texted me out of the blue saying Aquaman's really bad, and I was just like, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Do you know about everything else that's bad? Um, <laughs> I, I still uh, I, I, to I, watch Aquaman. I, I, I actually, fun. yeah, I actually really liked Aquaman. It's it's yeah. goofy as hell, which you know. It should be a little goofy, because it's Aquaman. That don't make him less badass. That just yeah. means the concept is inherently campy. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, Cat- yeah. or, uh, the Shazam movie was really good. Best Power oh, I Ranger. loved Shazam. Man, best Power Ranger movie I have ever seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> That, yeah, I just, I, I still, and uh, I, I don't understand the concept of, hey guys, Justice League was bad because the director of the Avengers took over it. If we give full control back to the guy who did Batman vs. Superman, it'll make the movie better. Here, I still here's the just, thing. I still don't get it. I've, Here, already, I've said it on the podcast. I'm sorry. I just there's, don't get that reasoning. There's so much behind the scenes that went down, apparently, that's actually being looked into now. Um, like, there's an investigation being opened on what happened like a criminal investigation not a criminal investigation but like there was like a, a lot civil of investigation like the company itself is looking into it because apparently a lot of people were treated very poorly on set mm. uh, of course including the actor who played cyborg and i apologize right i, I, remember, his name I right remember, now. remember i remember that yeah um so like when he when he came in to quote unquote fix things he made things worse Mm. Yeah. So from well, the cast side of things, they want—they didn't like working with him, and so there's like this weird like mindset of like his movie might not be amazing, but it might be better than what we got because he, the new director who came in, didn't care. Yeah. Well, in a in a vacuum, I guess I'm also looking at Batman vs Superman, which well, I like the movie. It's bad, but bad understand, movie doesn't yeah, no, but it's understand a, it's a something about this, yeah. But understand it's something about the quote unquote Snyder cut. It's not it wasn't it's what they have is not exactly the finished was the finished product. Yeah, well, it was, again, look at look at the arguments about Batman vs. Superman, which is like the studio totally ruined it. Believable. They've done that a lot. Uh, but like you gotta watch the ultimate edition. It's the perfect cut. It makes the movie so much better. It makes the movie true. make more sense. It does it does that. Yeah. It doesn't make it better. Well, and, and that, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Be... We're going we're gonna to get closer to Zack Snyder's original idea, but I have no faith that that was a good idea to begin with. True. That, but that, that's I kind mean... of how a lot of the films <sighs> go nowadays. Like, yep. Spider-Man I think 3. that oftentimes making sense is probably pretty close to like a good making feature of a film if we're talking about superhero movies. That's the thing is it should but it wasn't more fun to watch. I don't I don't know man. Fair. I did unironically enjoy Venom so Yeah, I know you did. We've had words okay, about that. Is Venom a superhero movie or is Venom just like is that is that your art house superhero? It's not it, art house anything. It's, no. it's more like a romantic comedy. Between. Yeah, there's there's romantic say, comedy in house. there that's really good. 
Uh, but everything around it is not really good. That's which my Which apparently take. they're leaning more into that for the second one. Which you I got Andy Serkis is good. directing. Good. So. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, so, so I'm sorry oh. I hijacked some of your stuff, Jocelyn. You got anything yeah. else before I kick it over to Austin? Uh, yeah. So there was that game convention thing. I don't know what it's called. Gamescom. Gamescom. Uh, they announced some stuff, but the only thing I cared about because I was just kind of like, uh, what? is The Sims 4, which is already the biggest cash grab game The Sims has ever made. Um, hot take right there. Um, <laughs> they are doing an expansion pack for $20. That is Star Wars Journey to Batu, which is the theme park area for Disney parks that they made for Star Wars. Uh, so oh, you boy. get a like story quest in the world of Star Wars, but the only place that it is is the world of Batu in Disneyland slash Disney World. Wait, wait, wait. Can, That's can I a ask weird. a question? That's a weird was plug. this made was this made like as a project this year to try to get more people to go to the theme parks? I don't know. That'd because be gross. It, I, or maybe I do it's have the way feeling, of giving them an alternative. Mm. I, I have a feeling it was kind of like they would have loved for people to be able to go to the parks and experience uh, Batu, which is a great place. It's really fun. Theme. Like, I've been to it a couple times. It's pretty good. But, like, you can't go there right now. So it makes sense that they had all these modelings from when they probably rendered, like, the designs for it. Why not work with the open world company so that people can go visit it even if they can't actually visit it yeah but i have no idea if it was made before all of covid happened or if they did it as a because covid happened Mm. let's give you the ability to visit a disney a part of the disney parks because that's the weird thing is it's just star wars so i feel like if they were doing it as like a covid thing they would also have had like just disney world yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. That's All right. Yeah. You know, with that, to keep us on track, uh, Austin, I'm going to kick it over to you. Austin, what's uh, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, things are not so much different from the, 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 the earlier half of this year um we don't really have any new elden ring news um and i don't know this might have actually happened in late july but we did get the tiniest bit of news which is that this uh journalist who has given us good uh information about uh from software games before was like telling people uh not to worry and that the game's development has not been stalled or anything through covid but that it's set to release like early next year and fromsoft releases games pretty usually in like march april area of stuff so that's like yeah sure we kind of didn't expect it to come out this year anyway so whatever that's that's some non-news yeah i don't know because like with halo infinite they were like yeah we don't have a lot to show yet but don't worry it'll be out at the end of the year and then a week later they're like Okay, Halo Infinite will be out next year. It's don't worry, it's fine. Like <laughs> yeah, whereas uh, fucking from software didn't say anything and they yep. didn't show up at Gamescom and we were like, I mean, and they didn't show up at anything else this year and we were like, oh, okay, I see what's up. And we're yep. Maybe they here, just don't know how to install Zoom on their computer. They're very one track really mind not. with their software usage. I don't know. Miyazaki just knows one thing. And <laughs> it's <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's something. Um, 
the other thing that we can talk about, I guess, here that Chowder reminded me of earlier that I sent this to y'all at some point was um the Tom Clancy Elite Squad game. Oh boy. Oh is uh, Yeah, um so Ubisoft just released an apology on August 31st, which is the day that we are recording right now. I'm lifting the veil. Uh but uh so they well actually wait no this this is just the the that it was actually a couple days ago what am i talking about because that's when i learned about it and i sent you guys a different fucking Mm -hmm. thing but anyway so uh apparently in tom clancy's elite squad uh they had this raised fist symbol which looks a lot like uh a symbol that's been used by a lot of uh, black liberation groups including blm um and it's just suspiciously similar and you're like well what's wrong with them using that symbol in their game if they want to create a world that is like the world that we're in right now and i would say oh yes this is a good point i should bring in the other details that make all of this make sense uh which (laughs) i'll do now um and so in in the tom clancy elite squad game this raised fist is the symbol for a similar liberation type group. Um, I don't know if they're, if in the, the game it's supposed to be more to do with class or race, but the group is actually the front for this shadowy organization that's trying to, to take over the world and manipulating a lot of similar groups and stuff. Uh, and a bunch of people were mad at Ubisoft because they were like, this is literally what all the crazy right-wing conspiracy theorists <laughs> already think. <laughs> like, you can't just do this. Like... I, I, people, you're saying something about the world when you create a game that is about a world that is very much like our own, that, and uh, you you shouldn't just play into fucking conspiracy theory nonsense. That, um, Austin, be, yeah. don't like you a, understand? If, it's completely not political. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. Austin. If we get a season of Star Trek Picard about people coming out of the Federation, and Patrick Stewart says, "Oh no, it's not about Brexit," I think we have <laughs> we have to believe him, right? Yeah. Um, but then they did end up, uh, Ubisoft did end up making, like, a sort of apology, uh, and, um... Uh, quotes on the apology. Yeah, they're saying that in the next patch update, that symbol will be removed from all of the, from the, all of its instances in the game, so... That doesn't seem like it fixes all the problems. that, like, how many people... Like, how many people had to sign off on that shit? And there were other, there were people on Twitter who were talking about how, like, you know, other people who work at Ubisoft, but who maybe weren't on, like, the right art teams or whatever to have seen this image, where they said, I would have said something about that if I thought, if I saw it. Maybe they were just trying to cover their asses, but, like, I, I can't believe that nobody saw, like, nobody at Ubisoft was like, hmm... This one's a little weird. They were all all either like, yeah, this is apolitical, or they're just like actually conspiracy theorists in the vein of QAnon. I don't know. Is this a mobile game? Uh, yes. Maybe maybe they're too busy looking at a looking at Assassin's Creed and trying to and Uh, trying to say like, hey, Assassin's Creed looks really pretty. Who cares what's on a phone? There's also the the thing of like, just because you're in the room and you see it, doesn't mean you're in a position where you can say anything about it. Which is also yeah. part of it. it could, like, oh, wait, no, Austin, it could also be uh, that they're all racist. <clears throat> that's that's also a possibility. Fair. I mean, even, I think, <laughs> if you don't feel that you're in a position to say something, I think there is a, a very vague, uh, like, there's this huge vague area where, like, you 
aren't sure that you could say something without like risking the yeah. ire of your employer or whatever, but you might still be obligated to say something. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I do not want to rule out that kind of possibility yeah. that like, even if it's risky, you should still do something. No matter yeah. what um, the motivations are, it's definitely a condemnation of the approvals bureaucracy that you see in a lot of yeah, I mean, companies. Or like anyone who is in charge. <laughs> yes. Is, I mean, like, like the direct, <laughs> the director of this uh, game is Charlie. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Guillemont, who is, Gu- uh, Guillemont. Guillemont, yeah. who is the son of, Yves Guillemot, he yeah he who is the CEO of Ubisoft. So you yep. know, you think such a who graduated college at twenty in twenty fourteen and got the job of studio manager in twenty fourteen. So you know, mm. you think such a talented person would have seen this coming but i can't wait to see the behind the scenes video of him like <laughs> trying to like block all these news sites on his dad's computer like did i do a good job <laughs> oh my god <laughs> all but, right yeah well that's it's pretty that's pretty wild um it's something uh, it's it's not exactly related to this but like i don't know that was a fun fact I feel contributes that that is it is certainly entertaining it answers a lot of questions I don't know if they're the questions we're asking but I like the answers anyways yeah um it's it's just I mean on 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 one hand though I do kind of want to say I guess like I didn't have high expectations for Ubisoft in the first place like no no considering uh, yeah well I mean you know hey they did finally fire all the predators in the sea level of their company so Hopefully uh, quotation, all... quotation. That, that was all of them. <laughs> quotation marks on fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, that said, uh, can't wait for Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla. Should be fun. <laughs> Woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Is there anything else you'd like to chip in before I kick it over to Chowder? Uh, no, I don't have anything relevant to say at the moment. Chowder, the ball's yours. All right. Uh, first thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Street Fighter producer Yoshinori Ono leaving Capcom. Or, uh, Wait, or what? at least, at least, well, I'm, I'm gonna explain. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, that's how this works. <laughs> All right, Yoshi, uh, or at least their fighting game division. Yoshinori Ono is. Uh, a producer who's been with Capcom for about 30 years now. Uh, he is responsible for the creation of Street Fighter 4, which is really an, a really important fighting game in that it led to the revitalization of the genre and the repopularity and the resurgence of it. Uh, and But like as of late, uh, there's just been several fail, uh, just failed projects, fighting game projects for Capcom. Uh, uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken didn't was not good. Uh, mm. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was a failure in most respects, uh, and Street Fighter Five has had mixed reception. Some good, some good, some bad, and so right now, uh, Yoshinori Ono is uh, being uh, is departing from a. Uh, fighting game division uh, being replaced by uh someone who i can't remember exactly but he did like uh champion the uh monster hunter and like mm. uh, so so like 
And there's a lot of new blood coming into the fighting game division. On one hand, it's kind of sad because, like, like for all the uh, bad fight, bad things that have happened, you can't really blame one guy for it. And uh, and it's not like he isn't. Depends on the context, but go on. Okay, okay, true. Depends on the context, but uh, it's sad to see like someone who was so integral to like bringing back uh, uh bringing or. Uh, uh, the resurgence of fighting games with Street Fighter 4 leaving like this, but at the same time, it's uh, it'll be exciting to see like what New Blood can uh, do. Maybe bring back a few uh, uh, long-forgotten fi- Capcom gems. Maybe some Darkstalkers, Rival Schools. Who knows? I, in fact, uh, a character from Rival Schools is like cameoing in uh, Street Fighter 5, so uh, Akira Kazama, and that's rad as hell. But that. That was probably that's all Greek to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, other news. Uh, the first season of Owl, the Owl House has finally come come to a close, and it was pretty good. Like uh, now that it's all out there, uh, I say like uh, it had a slow beginning, but like it's really like uh, it's getting the ball rolling and. Uh, the art is awesome. When when it does like have action scenes, it's really fucking good. Like there's this uh, uh, fight scene in the second to last episode of the season that's like uh, two really powerful witches fighting each other, and it is fucking bonkers. It's like a Dragon Ball Z fight. It's rad. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there were some cool twists. So yeah, no, I give I would totally recommend Owl House. Uh, uh, book three of the, or of Infinity Train came out. It's dark and really good, and I would totally recommend it. Uh, and with that, I just want to dash through some Kickstarter projects, uh, to recommend. Because, honestly... Yeah, he's back! (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is called... Wanderhome, which is this uh, tabletop RPG. Uh, it's about, uh, uh, as the Kickstarter describes it, Wanderhome is a pastoral fantasy role-playing game about traveling animal folk, the world they inhabit, and the way the seasons change. It is a game filled with grassy fields, mossy shrines, herds of chubby bumblebees, opossums in sundresses, salamanders with suspenders, that starry night skies, and the most beautiful sunsets you can imagine. It's like w- lo- looking at what I'm looking here, the fantasy stuff, the uh, small woodland creatures. It, I get like a Redwall vibe from it. Like if you've ever that's read the what books. I was about to say. Yeah, those yeah. are the that's what sort of came to my mind. Yeah, exactly. And like I'm loving it. I, I like me some Redwall. I like those books, so I would <laughs> I would totally uh be down to play a game like this. Uh, now, but. Uh, as of recording this episode, this campaign has like one day left on its uh, Kickstarter, and it's already reached its goal, well above. Like they needed eighteen thousand, and they have two hundred forty-five thousand, so they're they're doing well. Holy shit! Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's uh, hell yeah. People yeah. really want to play uh, some lo-fi hip hop beat style uh, fantasy games, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Heck, even I've pledged to it. I 
So when this episode comes out, congratulations to Wanderhome, man. I hope I thought I thought you were about to say <laughs> congratulations to me. I get to play Wanderhome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean congratulations to me too. Uh the very next, good. Uh the next one I want to talk about is Ever Tried. It is an Isomex Trek turn based roguelite game, which is to say it's like on an isometric view and you are doing like strategy game stuff on like randomized levels it's got this beautiful pixel art style it's got this uh uh and like it like think like the maybe the fire emblem games or final fantasy tactics games mm. Mm. and it Jocelyn, looks- you didn't you didn't hmm <coughs> with me in austin i don't game that's all right oh it, uh, it- and it's and it's like <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's got like a it's got like a demo so like if you want to try it out it's there uh, ever tried huh. yeah and uh, this one has twenty two days to go as of the recording of this episode so uh, you should be able to go and pledge 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 to it uh, it they wanted like five thousand dollars they have eight thousand right now so hell yeah cool uh, chowder do you have any more of these just real quick uh, yes. One more. Okay, uh, can we record the end now, and then I'll get your recording, because Jocelyn has to bounce, so I want to grab the ending, I'll record your thing, and I'll edit it back into this spot here. I mean, we can just <laughs> stop here, it's it's fine. Okay, cool, sorry, yeah, I didn't I didn't want to step on your That's toes news. too much. All right, um, those actually, honestly, I want to see uh, some of that Wander Home stuff. I just looked up the, the Owl House, um, Wander Home seems like it might be uh, something I'd be interested in doing, maybe for Dice Popular in the future. But uh, for now, I think that sort of wraps up the big stuff. Obviously, there are things we missed. Uh, you know, the 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 shakeup with Avatar: The Last Airbender, the Bill and Ted movie coming out. Lots, oh, yeah, and, Lots and the uh, Star Wars Lego ha- Christmas special. Why do oh, we have yeah. to, why do, we have to right. do this again? Why does why does the live action Avatar thing have to happen? Why I can't go through it again? Because, ah. because Chowder, as we know, cartoons don't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Says the animation editor. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, All right, you're killing so, me here. Uh, I think that uh, so. Uh, now we're going to uh, come back to our sort of editor's room here, and we're going to try to figure out uh, what we think is the top story of August 2020. Which piece of news do we think is most worth your attention in these uh, times? I'll just say times. No adjectives needed. Uh, adjectives, the- I'll pronounce it that time. So- is this putting, obviously, the death of Chadwick Boseman aside or no i think i think the fact that it's just gonna be an easy month yeah i think Uh, it's an easy month i think that is yeah the thing that is the obvious answer occam's razor it's the answer um i i i I think that that is going to have i don't know if that's occam's razor but this is this is less more it's a a misinterpretation of occam's razor and i'd like you to let me have that so this is less like who's number one and and more competition on who gets to be number two, because... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. big... Okay. Well, I mean, if if you've got a minute, Jocelyn, we can figure out what's number two behind I, the tragic passing. I have, I have a minute. I was able to push back my other thing, so... Okay. Hell yeah. So, uh, well, God, what else did we even talk about? I have all my Trek news that nobody cares about, so we can just... Hey, I care about aside. lower decks. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have I, to. I, think, I think Trexit might be pretty interesting. Trexit, Ooh, Trexit. Yeah. Oh my Ooh. god. 
That's a good. That's a good. Austin, you just here, turned. Austin. Yeah, you just turned my boring super rumors into something salient and delicious. Oh man. <laughs> oh here, my god. He, here I thought Crisis on Chris Infinite Crisis Infinite was Christmas. gonna win. The, yeah. w w win the title, but <laughs> nah, nah. Hashtag Trexit. Hashtag Trexit. You're welcome. That's okay. That's well, did my marketing job for me. Um, are there any other? What, let's see. The, uh, uh, the Elden Ring, I agree, is non. -news. Yeah, that's the Ubisoft not, stuff not. is troubling. Um, yes. I mean, I, yeah, I, but it's also like it's kind of passe at this point. Uh, video yeah. game companies. Doesn't, doesn't have that been suck doing... though? That that's just like I'd have to get. Oh, it's the worst. But, but it's yeah. sadly the world we're in right now, where every yeah, video that's... game company just is having a competition on who can be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And they. Uh... No. Destiny, yep. Destiny's doing pretty good. So far, yeah. They have two boxes, so. There you go. <laughs> they, I, they can't. They don't sell loot boxes anymore. Actually, they just they sell oh. straight items. And let me tell you, I bought the emote for ten dollars. That is me sitting down in a chair with a cat, like James Bond, and the cat purrs so loudly in my headphones. Um, that so that was great. fun. <laughs> but that sounds um, like ten dollars well spent, Colin. I had a gift card. Oh, yeah. Shush. So. I was, I was agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was not sarcastic. Okay. Um, so, uh, wow. I guess uh, hashtag Trexit is our number two. Yeah. Uh, like... Behind clearly what is the most societally impactful story at the moment. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I think it's worth because I wasn't aware of uh, sort of the philanthropic and generally positive things Chadwick Boseman did with his life. And I'm reading all of it now. And it's a shame I didn't get to read it sooner because um, it's really, really fantastic dude. Top to bottom. Um, yeah, he was, he was pretty great. But uh, yep. uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. So thank you guys for listening to uh, this episode of the Common Briefing Program as we dug ourselves out of a hole of depression and into a hole of a uh, uh, hashtag Star Trek conspiracy theory. So that's fun. Oh, my God. Um, Isn't that what Star Trek's for at this point? Uh, I mean, at this point, yeah. The, the, the Most of the people are just, like, either not going to talk about the shows because they're happy with it or they're going to spin crazy webs because they hate everything and they think they like Star Trek, but they really don't. Uh, is, which yes. is most <laughs> fandom at this point, honestly. Yep. But that's mm. that's fine. Um, anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. My name's Colin. I hosted the podcast. Uh, I'm, who are you guys? I'm Jocelyn. I appear sometimes like a mirage. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what characterizes mirages? They're in frequency? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, mirages are pretty infrequent. That's why they always catch us off guard. So, you know. And, and they're usually hate, yeah. caused by some lack of something, usually water or... Like, I don't know. I feel like yeah, I, I appear the lack when I <laughs> rarely needed. But lack of water causing mirage doesn't equate to lack of Jocelyn causing lack of Jocelyn. I I, like that's lack not... of me having news. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fair. And being mm. busy. <laughs> uh, cool. Yep. Uh, Austin? And, yep, that's me. I'm Austin. I've been here. I'll be here again. <laughs> that's what I got. Uh, We're great I... at this. Hello, hello. I'm Taimul or Chowder, whichever you prefer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Taimul Chowdhury. Uh, yeah, hundred uh, percent. We'll be back in another two weeks with a regular ass episode of the Common Geeking Program, where Jeff dives book style, book club style into a topic, uh, and then I'll be back next month with a summary of the news of September. I'll have some Destiny stuff to talk about. 
Uh, and beyond that, who knows what the month holds. Um, uh, it has been fun chatting with you guys. Thank you for... I'm actually uh, going to be all by myself in quarantine for the next week, so... Uh, this might oh, this might be the extent of my socialization until the next episode. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Can we make again... sure we check on him? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have to? <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, he's, I'll I'll see if he's online on Destiny. That's that's the most you can do. <laughs>the sopranos uh and because i just went through all the sopranos with my girlfriend and uh hey guys sopranos pretty good show um yeah. oh weird i had no idea yeah never heard uh, that ever yeah no it's just pretty good <laughs> it's just pretty good <laughs>